Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. Welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Hip-hop is a major cultural influence that touches on many aspects of life. Throughout the power of hip-hop and its range of lyrical topics, we break down how to secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. We don't have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we all tackle the real-life obstacles. Everyone chases chasing our faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. All right, Will, we're back at it again. Back at it again, my friend. Yeah, man, back into the lab, you know, showing this uh, dedication that we talked about last time around. That's right? right, exactly. We covered dedication last time with Nipsey Hussle's song, Dedication. Now, we're going to transition from that dedication to the creative process, and we're going to cover a lot of different topics because creativity can flow through you know, your workout, through your career, through your personal life, through every aspect of your entire life. So, combining that dedication as you go through the creative process. Yeah, and it's, it's really about the process to figure out what is it that you want to spend your time in. And, you know, starting to brainstorm and come up with different ideas, you know, all of that is part of creativity. Absolutely. Um, like, I think some folks take uh, some liberties with creativity. You know, when we see some names if you go into elementary school these days. Um, <laughs> there's probably going to be a ton of kids named after Game of Thrones characters. And, you know, sure, that's creative. But, you know, it, it manifests its well, itself in so many different ways. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, I've seen The Lion King on Broadway three times now. Okay. And I think it's an outstanding show. I, I think, you know, number one, The Lion King is a great story, um, even though it's, you know, just cartoon Shakespeare. But I'm, I'm still with the, entire, <laughs> <laughs> with the entire Lion King King themes um it came out in 94 so you know i was a kid when it came out there's some people that weren't even born when it came absolutely out. definitely some listeners who weren't born but you know to me that's like the definition of creativity turning it into a play after it's been a movie and um now it's about to get a live action treatment which is a yeah. whole nother layer of creativity a whole new level that disney's doing with that so super excited for it but you're yeah, right yeah. that creativity once the ball gets rolling the momentum behind creativity can just can take over. But it's a lot of people working. It's a lot of people working really hard to make these things happen. Yeah, absolutely. None of it's on accident, but people are figuring out something that they want to do through their creative process and they're dedicating themselves to it. And that's really what we want to talk about on this episode. Um, Some of the industries that cater to the creative folks amongst us. And I think everyone has some layer of creativity, even our scientists and computer scientists. Um, it's like in, it's like intelligence. There's so many different 
types of intelligence. It's like there's so many different types and different ways to express your creativity. My way doesn't have to be the same as yours, and yours doesn't have to be the same as mine or any of the listeners. But once you figure out what you care about and what you want to, you know, take the time and the energy to put your creativity into, it can be a beautiful thing. And like, I I never thought to define the creative process. Like when I try to have ideas, I just try to put myself in positions where I'm relaxed and I can just think of different things. But I never really considered, you know, what my creative process was until, you know, started researching for this episode. I agree with that. Like there's so many different, like, I don't know about you, but I'm creative. I'm my most creative when I'm in motion. Like some people have to sit and think. I just recently started being, you know, more of a consistent runner and running really has helped to bring out my creativity, helps to clear my mind of all the other stuff that I have to do and lets me think about the things that I want to do while I'm running. So the creativity, I found my creative space in something that I thought I would never find anything in. (laughs) I never wanted to be a runner, Um, but it's helped me, you know, physically, obviously, the cardiovascular training and the endurance training, but it's helped me even more, I think, with the creativity portion. So the mental, the mental piece of running is even more beneficial to me right now, as far as my creative process. Where are you, your most creative? I mean, this might sound a little cliche, but in the shower, like it's, it's something about number one, being somewhere where you're alone. Um, and then you, you, sh- know, you shower, shower alone. I mean, <laughs> Don't we all? Am I doing it wrong? You gotta get a buddy. But go ahead. I think that would that would interrupt my creative process. <laughs> but you know, with with the the shower, the bathroom just steaming up. You know, you have some time to think, and you just have a little like kind of some background noise going just with the water. It just puts me in a space where I, I feel like I can be creative. And similar to you, if if I'm having trouble with something and I need to start to brainstorm. Like, exercise is the key. Like, being focused on something that's not the problem and doing something to to kind of open up your lungs and use a different part of your brain, like thinking of different workouts and executing and be dedicated in that sense can really make you look at a problem a different way or relax you so that you can start to, you know, work through the process of figuring something out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like there's got to be some science behind, you know, the, the effects of exercise when it comes to creativity. You got to have some endorphins going. Like, you got to have the right, like, there's got to be something with those chemicals that are pumping through your body when you are in motion. Because I know you and I aren't the only people who have that, have that experience with exercise and creativity. So that's something we got to have to look into. Yeah, you know, you got to increase blood flow when you're working out. It definitely has to be, you know giving a little something extra to the the creative juices upstairs. Mm -hmm, But, you know, uh, creativity has a lot of other benefits as well because it forces you to work outside your comfort zone. Like you said, you weren't a runner. But, you know, you found that running makes you be creative. But also, you know, think of a young filmmaker. He might be, you know, very nervous about putting his products out. And letting folks see his work. But 
it'll force him to be social because he wants other people to see, you know, what his creations are. And it's forcing folks, you know, into environments where they can show off what their creative efforts and their dedication has like really borne fruit. And, you know, if we throw this back to the Nipsey Hustle um episode, you know, we they talked about the genius. Well, Nipsey Hustle in his lyric, he's talking about the genius that didn't have a platform and he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. imagine if creativity is, you know, gives you your platform to, you know, whether it's music, whether it's art, you know, whatever it is. Um, I know a lot of people that think creativity, think, think of the arts, but I think of the sciences. Because, you know, when you look That's at some the of these way algorithms. Wired. Absolutely. These algorithms are nifty, my dude. Like, if you think <laughs> about your Spotify, your Discover Weekly, there's an algorithm going through all the music that you listen through. Yeah. Yep. And providing there's not, you with there's the not some person, like, week. assigned to your Spotify account sitting there like, oh, Will likes Childish Gambino. We'll listen to Nipsey Hustle. We'll listen to Andre 3000. Let me kick out some stuff like that. There's someone who built that one time and replicated it for and made it scalable for every single person if that's not creativity right there then shit i don't know what is like that that's absolutely amazing and the crazy thing is crazy that type of creativity starts off from nothing i think that's the most impressive part when people are able to take something that doesn't exist see a problem come up with a solution a brand new solution and then build that out from there and make it one scalable useful successful like to do all three of those things is absolute creativity like the highest level of creativity right there and then you know there's some non-traditional ideas of creativity because we've been talking about you know things that you do as creative expression but really think about some of your best best birthdays some of your best vacations some of the weddings that you might have been in, been um part of it's a lot of creativity. I, I'm going to tell you about my, what was it, my 10th birthday party. You weren't there because this was pre-homie hiatus, pre-homie friendship. Uh, but at 10 years old, my mom and dad put on this amazing birthday party, and they did it with, like, $0 budget. <laughs> they, they planned an entire Olympic-themed uh, 10th birthday party because they knew that me and my friends were super into sports. They took all the giant park in the back of our house and turned it into the Olympic Games like it was Athens. It was wonderful. We had we had foot races, we had basketball tournaments, we had frisbee throwing competitions. Like we had anything that they could think of, they put the creative juices to use and gave me one of the most memorable birthday parties that I've ever had. And they took the time to make up ribbons and medals for the winners, no participation trophy. Shout out mom and dad. Um, but if you if you did win, you got a medal. And if you didn't win, you got a piece of cake and that was it. You got set on your way. But that's like that's the type of creativity that you're talking about, right? When you're talking about different events, birthdays, weddings, vacations. Like Creativity is all around us all the time. And you just have to be able to tap into yours. Yeah, and they imprinted a memory on you. And that, that's, a, that's a pretty dope memory. Oh yeah, for ten, sure. Tenth, tenth birthday, the the Olympic Games, and it's all set <laughs> up in a park in your backyard. Like, took the time to hand make medals. Yeah, man, I they see. were they're real ones. I know you're listening, so hope you're smiling. 
<laughs> Thanks, mom and dad, for the best 10th birthday party ever. What I didn't realize, though, is that there's there's four documented stages of creativity. And um, citing, citing our sources here, um, Inc.com, uh, Jessica Stillman's the author of The Four Stages of Creativity. Um, go Google it. Check it out if you want to you know, read a little bit more about it. And we reference Inc.com a lot here because it's focused on business. Um, so we know how important it is to you know, have reputable sources. So we want to make sure that we keep our listeners informed. But back to these four stages of creativity. So stage one is preparation. Which and makes perfect sense. Yeah, it, it does make perfect sense because, you know, you don't sometimes you just, you know, out of the blue have an idea. But most of the time there is some intention behind the, your creativity. But even when you have that, you know, that eureka, eureka moment where the light bulb just goes off, the light bulb didn't just go off in a vacuum. Like the system is there. Like you took the time to prepare yourself to even have that light bulb moment by the things that you read, the, the people you surround yourself with, the environment that you live and breathe and act in, that helps to prepare you for that innovative moment that just seems to strike. Is that right? I mean, that's absolutely right. You, you have to feed your brain information and start to make these connections that are the definition of creativity, looking at something and thinking of it in a different way something that's unique, something that's novel, something that you're proud of. So, you know, that that's that preparation when you're, when you're gathering this information and you're starting to be intentional about, hey, you know, I think I need to figure something out, but, you know, I'm going to let this be a bit more passive and collect information before I start to, you know, process. And that goes to stage two. That's incubation. Okay, and speak on that for him. So incubation... This is the stage where you stop consciously thinking about the problem. So this is when you're on your run, when, you know, you're just focusing on, you know, how far are you running? What's your pace? Oh, what am I going to eat when I get home? Oh, you know, how, you know, all the different questions you have throughout the day that you go through during your exercise, you're not really thinking about the problem. And same thing, like if I'm in the shower, you know, I'm in the shower relaxing, you know, I, I got five or 10 minutes in the shower, 10 minutes tops. So, you know, I, I want to enjoy that time just to kind of relax. And this is where you essentially let go of the problem. And this okay. is this incubation period where all this information that you've taken in, you're starting it's to just subconsciously. Cooking. Yeah, you're starting to subconsciously build these connections. Okay. So once you go ahead, you're prepared. Your, your mind is prepared from the food and the thoughts that you fed it. And you go into this incubation page stage where you start kind of cooking up the idea like you're preheating the oven. It's ready yeah, to go. The ideas are flowing. Wandering. They're mixing. And then you go on to step three, which is illumination. That's that eureka moment. When those connections occur and everything fires up and you're like, oh, I got it. This is going to be dope. It's that moment. When you're like, oh, this is, this is that oh shit moment, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you have your oh shit years. This is the oh shit moment in the oh shit years that have well, you, you know that day. Exactly. Where you know what the idea is finally. Like you you prepared, you let the idea cook up, you incubated, and now that light bulb's going off, you're being illuminated. And then that takes us to stage four, which is verification. 
this is where that dedication comes into play. Because once you have that light bulb moment, you're not done. Like you need to figure out how to craft your message, what your idea is, and start to build this out. You've had this great idea. You know how you're gonna plan this birthday party for you for your kid that's turning ten. You know how you're gonna make these medals and set up these games. You know how you're gonna surprise them. You know, you gotta start to dedicate yourself to getting this all set up so you can see his face light up and him have this memory, you know, some 15, 16 years later. That's that stage. Okay, so this is where you take all that, all the creative thoughts and you start to put them into action. Exactly. And this is where we have Spotify. You know, we'll use them as an example because, you know, I really like Spotify as a, uh, as a platform. Like their Discover Weekly is probably one of my favorite things ever. But when they launched that, you know, like folks didn't know what it was. And then they just realized like, hey, this is like someone that's known me for years. But somebody thought of that idea, kept building upon it and then said, you know what? I've dedicated myself to building this out. It's time to share it. And it's now universally like applauded. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. And you got to you got to feel special when you're the person who comes up with that creative idea where you start with something from nothing, build it up to something that you think might be cool and then you actually follow through and build it and then to have the buy-in from millions of people just say like being so enthralled in what it is that you created whether it's the Spotify platform, whether it's that movie producer that you talked about, whether it's an actor or an actress a entertainer like that's got to be absolutely incredible to have that feeling where people are appreciating and living and loving your your creative process the result of your creative process it's got to be unforgettable now you you know uh there's an artist whose creative process that i both love and hate who's that it's it's frank ocean I, i think frank ocean comes out with great music Every, what, sure every five enough, years? <laughs> yeah, he sure enough takes his time. Yeah, but, his process is a, it's a longer process for sure. But the results are always, always fire. Exactly. He earns my forgiveness every single time. <laughs> and, you know, on his, his last album, he had a song called Solo. And like, I was like, okay, I, I think this is, you know, it's a nice song. I, I like the album overall. But then, you know, there was Solo Reprise. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is this? Is this Solo again? And then when I played it, it wasn't Frank Ocean at all. It's Mr. Three it's Stacks. Andre 3000. And the the whole song is one verse, just Andre in the Going middle of the first in. album. So the whole structure of Frank Ocean's album, I think, is creative, but... Adding that influence, like that Andre 3000 influence in the middle of your album with a song that's technically already on your album. It's just kind of like, what's happening here? And like, he comes with the punch here. Like, but, flip the whole game to take someone else, put them on your, in the middle of your album with a song that follows up on a song from earlier in your album. And then to have that person be this creative on the song and absolutely murder an amazing beat 
come with some of the craziest lyrics, some of the wildest wordplay. It's absolutely incredible. Like, nothing else to say. We're going to go ahead and play it for you. We'll go ahead with the intro. So without further ado, one half of Outkast, being featured on Frank Ocean's latest album. This is Solo by Frank Ocean. <laughs> so now I'm solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get high no more when I turn around no more, I just go hand. Solo my cup is a rojo, my cholo, my friend. Solo that I can admit. When I hear that another kid is shot by the popo, it ain't an event. No more. Solo that no more high horses so hard to wear polo. When I do, I cut the pony off. Now there's a hole that once was a logo. How fitting. Solo that I can give a fuck about what is trending. Trying to cut down on my spending regardless of winning instead of pretending and bending over backwards over half of the whole had work done. Saying they want something real from a man, just saying that we being real persons. I hate that it's like this, I feel for you, and I don't know what it's like with a skirt on. So part of me, if I am being insensitive, but darling, this only works, sons. Solo my halo, say way low, it feel like it's been. Solo that when they throw pussy or pesos, don't pay no attention to it. Solo that I am no rookie, but feel like a kid. Looking at the other kids with astonishment while I'm on punishment, watching the summer come close to an end. After 20 years in, I'm so naive, I was under the impression that everyone wrote their own verses. It's coming back different, and yeah, that shit hurts me. I'm humming and whistling to those not two, deserving. I stumbled and lived every word. Was I working just way too hard? He did not disappoint with this one. Starts not off with <laughs> starts off with some wordplay that ties in later on in the song. Didn't even realize it the first two, three, four times I listened to it. But he says, so low that I can see under the skirt of an ant. So, title of the song, like we said, is so low. S-O-L-O. And he's saying he's so low as in L-O-W. Like, he's not in a good spot. He's feeling so small. He's feeling like nothing really matters. He's feeling smaller than an ant. Smaller than an ant because he can see under the skirt of that ant. So the creative process isn't always something glamorous. Like that preparation, the incubation, that can be some tough times right there. And that's what he's talking about right here in the beginning of this song. So he fast forwards, he keeps going. Uh, he gets to the point where he says, so low that I can admit when I hear that another kid is shot by the popo. Like, that hit me hard the first time I heard it. And just yeah. got, like, that, ah. He, he said it, it ain't an event no more. Like, it's commonplace for this to happen. And we're talking about kids getting shot by the, the, the police. And it's kind of like, if this is becoming common practice, like, that is pretty low. Just and getting you know, so numb to something so horrific is, it's disheartening. And, that shit is real. Like that is, that's. I mean, I've been to. I've been in that same mindset before. But I so mean, it's his, really. His his imagery is so powerful here, though, because he says so low that no more high horses. So hard to wear polo. We all think about the polo horse. Yep. But then he's like, when I do, I cut the pony off. And it's like, why are you cutting a pony off a a polo? Like what? Like such an iconic, such, such an iconic image. Yeah. That polo horse. You can have a big hole in your shirt. Exactly. <laughs> you paid good says, money for that shirt. Three stacks. Then he says, "Now there's a hole that once was a logo. How fitting." And I was like, "Damn." Like the kid that got shot by the police. He's talking about that. You know, he 
he doesn't want to wear polo because he do, he's not on his high horse. Like, it, what's happening in this song already? Like, yeah, he, it doesn't even seem like he's he talks, playing he with the starts words. All, yes, he's playing with the words like like you won't even catch all this first time through. This is one of the, it's a minute eighteen, so you can listen to this plenty of times, but you have to because the wordplay is so it's so poetic that you have to actually take some time and listen and let it let it germinate with you. And Andre, he's I think his delivery number here number one on here is like spot on because he he has like that Timberland like beat change in the middle of the song, but he just kind of keeps that flow going. And I I always thought like this was an interesting part of the song where he's like over half of these hoes had work done saying they want something from a real man. Just saying it, we being real persons. I'm just like, whoa, 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 okay. And he says, I hate that it's like this. I feel for you, aunt. <laughs> he came back. <laughs> I don't know what it's like with a skirt on. And like, I'm just so... I was just so perplexed at this whole wordplay here because he's talking about, you know, women having work done, saying that they want something from a real man. And I was like, oh, man. Like, like what's your, it's, it's again, it goes back to your words and your actions not lining up, not being the same. But he, he's feeling the pressure from that. Yeah. Is the way I took, like, he, that, the perception of people around him are clouding his creative process so much. And that's what got him, like he said in the beginning, feeling smaller than an ant. And he brings that, he ties it all together halfway through the verse with, you know, the world around him has made him feel shrunken down. And it's really, really difficult to be in a creative space at that time. But I love, I love the way that this, that this ends up because he, he, he gets through and gets to that final you know, that verification place of the creative process. Yeah, and like this this song, he's he's telling the story, but he's telling it from different perspectives. And I'm constantly switching between like when Andre is saying something like pretty impactful where he's saying like, you know, police shootings or, you know, the expectations of men versus women where, you know, in this case, women need to have work done while... You know, men aren't under that same pressure, yet, you know, he, he's comparing it to, you know, being a real man versus being a real woman. Like, if you have anything augmented, you know, it doesn't make you any less real, but he's just making that point, which is, you know, pretty bold. And he oh, says absolutely. it. He, he says just saying it. We being real persons. And he knows We're having he, a real conversation. Yeah, he knows that he hates us like this, and then that's when he brings it back around to the ant, and it's just like crazy. But he he doesn't stop though because he keeps. <laughs> he does not stop. <laughs> yeah, he he. This it sounds like he's just he has all this just ready to say because he has a story he wants to tell. He got something he wants to say, and he's gonna say it on Frank's out. He's gonna make sure you hear it. He said solo that I'm no rookie, but I feel like a kid. Looking at the other kids with astonishment while I'm on punishment, watching the summer come close to an end. Think about so, that, though. Everybody, get in your time travel machine. Go back to when you were a little kid and remember that feeling where you're on 
if you were ever on punishment, period, at all. But also, if you're on punishment and about to go back to school because summer's over. Like, you are not. <laughs> you are not happy. Like, that is, as a kid, that might be the worst feeling in the world. But he's looking at the other kids in astonishment. And, you know, I was, I'm wondering, I'm like, you know, why are you looking at them with astonishment? Is it because you're on punishment? Like, what do these other kids do? And he no. gets to that. He mm-hmm. gets to that, though. It's like, after 20 years in, I'm so naive. I was under the impression that everyone wrote their own verses. It's coming back different. And yeah, that shit hurts me. Like, the astonishment that he's seeing is, like, basically people not writing their own stuff. It's people not going through the creative process the way that he does it and the way that he's always done it. He thought, you know, he thought that everyone did it that way. Where in reality, that's not how it actually was working out. Yeah, people are buying people other were... people's creative exactly. processes. Exactly. So he's putting in all this effort, all this energy, and getting his results, which have always been great. But he looks and he sees these other people that he might have even had respect for before. And they're really just taking credit and making millions and making money off of the backs of other people's creativity and he's not down with that like that's he he had an epiphany and it's not a good epiphany in this sense where he realized that he's been doing things different in a more difficult way but it's his creation it's not someone else's so he, deep he down, shows I think, his, regardless he takes pride in that he shows his personality here and he he's like just brutally honest because oh, he, yeah. he says, I'm humming and whistling to those not deserving. And I was like, okay, that, that's pretty messed up. Like, they're not even worth <laughs> a hum or a whistle. And he, he says, I've stumbled and lived every word. Like, what he's rapping is real. Like, he's done it. He's been through it before. He stumbled. He struggled through that creative process. Like, this yeah, is his dedicated. life. This is what he's actually done. He had the dedication. But then he, he ends the song on a question, a pretty profound question, considering, like, what He's considering today's state of music. He says, was I working just way too hard? And I would love to have a conversation with Andre about this. Like, does he really think that he was working too hard? Or is this more of a rhetorical question? Because if he's really asking that question and he doesn't, I feel like deep down, I feel like not even deep down. I feel like on the surface, he knows that his hard work was worth it. Because, again, he created something. He's created wonderful music. He's created this entire persona. This, And it's his persona. It's who he is. It's nothing made up. It's not fabricated. It was him going through the creative process, which is really, really difficult. And, you know, the verses, the lines before in this verse, he's talking about people who didn't do that. And I think that he would say he's proud and he wouldn't change the way he did he did it. He wouldn't go back and have someone else do it for him just for him to take credit. I don't think that's what... If he was here to answer the question, which you might have to call him up sometime, ask him for real, but that's the answer I think he would give, that he would not go back. He's proud of the way he went through the creative process. And that's it. That's, that's what I think his answer would be. There's no question in my mind that what he says at the end of the song is... Is a shot. It's a thinly veiled shot mm-hmm. at those that don't write their own music. Was I working just mm-hmm. way too hard? Like, he knows he wasn't working way too hard. He was putting in the required work. 
I feel like if this song wasn't over at 118, he'd have a whole other verse answering that question. Um, and exactly like you said, it's <laughs> he's not really covered anything up. It's a it's a rhetorical question. Like, yo, I know I didn't mess up. I know I didn't work too hard. But did y'all work hard enough? But Andre Three Stacks, he, he's a millionaire. He's an icon. And we want to talk about how we can be, you know, millionaires, how we can be icons, how we can start to leverage our own creative processes or, you know, start to get in on the economy that is around creative processes. Because there is money to be made. There is tons of money to be made. So there's opportunities to explore your creative time, creative side that double as ways to invest while you explore this creative side. Or if you, you know, just feel like, hey, I think it's going to be a lot of good music coming out and the way that contracts and, you know, music is being distri- distributed. You know, I want to get in on the ground floor of some sort of technology. Or if you're an artist yourself, like, hey, I deployed to this platform and I like how they do business. I want to invest. Like, have your money make money through the companies that you use. That's the best so, way to do it. I think, you know, we can start off with low-hanging fruit, right? So, YouTube. You know, you have filmmakers, dancers, choreographers, makeup artists, musicians. No, you have videos of, of people doing everything, anything and everything on YouTube. I was watching a video earlier today about a nerd who was really into the stock market giving stock advice tips. How to compare a stock A versus stock B. You can do anything on YouTube. So whatever your passion is, whatever you're you know, passionate about, turn that into a creative process and you can share it with the world on YouTube. And you know who owns YouTube? Google. That's right. And your way to invest in YouTube and you know, to, to make a little bit of money off the growth of that platform and the opportunities that it has is to buy some, buy some stock, stock in Google. Um, that ain't going nowhere. And, you know, their, their ticker is G-O-O-G. I'm so used to talking about numbers. G-O-O-G <laughs> is going to be their, their stock ticker there. And then we talk about Instagram a lot, but that's a great place for photographers, influencers, which can include, you know, a lot of our, our fitness fanatics and gurus. That, well, the foodies, the oh, foodies yeah, among the us, foodies among us. Like there, there's some serious food blogs to go with the fitness blogs, the beer drinkers among us, the, the book mean, readers, mean blogs, man. I love a me. A picture really is worth a thousand words. And what you're able to do on Instagram, I've seen so many people just absolutely master this space and it's paying off. So Instagram is another massive tool where you can express your creativity. And you know, and, this is this is going to be a poor man's quiz, but we we know who owns Instagram. We do. We do. That, FB. That's going to be Facebook. FB is going to be that stock ticker. So if you're somebody that's using Instagram, really believes in the platform, it's helped you grow, you can be a part of, you know, what the the payoff is for the company by being a part owner by buying some stock. Absolutely. So we talked about YouTube and Instagram, which, you know, everybody knows from, you know, toddlers all the way up to great, great, great grandparents. Everyone knows those two. This next one on the list is a massive 
massive player in a billion dollar industry and it's twitch now not as well known amongst most people as instagram and youtube and a lot of the other things on our list but twitch is an online video game streaming platform and people will get paid buku money just for other people to watch them play video games like fortnite or league of legends um, I know there's there's a tournament in LA that sells out the Staples Center in a matter of seconds, and it's all people paying to go to the Staples Center to watch other people play video games. It's an absolutely mind-boggling experience. Like I want to go just to see the madness, but I don't think I could afford the ticket. And this is this is another amazing company that gives you the opportunity to be creative in your own way. Like when your parents told you when you were a kid to put down the video games and go study, you're never going to make video, make money playing video games. Parents, <laughs> y'all was wrong. <laughs> he was mm. wrong on this one. Time to eat some crow. <laughs> and this is another one. This is probably the toughest one so far, as far as where you can buy this stock and how you can, you know, get some money from Twitch. So Twitch is actually owned by Amazon. Jeff Bezos' company. Stock ticker for that one is AMZN, Amazon. Massive yep. stock. Twitch, absolutely crushing it as a platform. Really, really impressive. You're going to need some coins to get some Amazon stock. Oh, yeah. You're going to need a little. You're going to have to have secured part of your bag already to get some Amazon stock. Yeah, that, that that's big boy stock there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe get an ETF with Amazon in it. <laughs> get your own little corner. It was interesting you brought up the event at the Staples Center because, you know, that setting up events like that is, you know, a creative effort in its own because you, you have so many people showing up. You want to have it branded right. You want to have it themed right. And you have to have it accommodate everybody. And that takes so much planning. And, Absolutely. You know, even some of the most mundane parts of planning, like, you know, how many the decorations. Booths, well, I think or, the decorations are important, but when you think about the seating or the number of bathrooms and things like that. How people I, are going to get in and out of the arena. Exactly. Those logistics, all that takes a bit of creativity. But on a smaller scale, you know, people have events all the time. And one of the ways that they're able to organize their thoughts and start to plan for them is using Pinterest. And we, don't, we brought up Pinterest in an in a earlier episode. When we were talking about, you know, if you want to surprise your girlfriend or significant other with something, you know, you follow their Pinterest. It, it translates to, to buy me this. But, you know, planners and organizers are using Pinterest, having boards being followed as driving traffic to their blogs. Like, you know, Pinterest is, is becoming a, a major player in the recognition space online. It's you know, routing traffic to people's blogs, to their shops, um, you know, to your eBay, you know, whatever you might be doing online, Pinterest can direct you there. If you're an artist, some of your, your artwork might be on Pinterest and start to attract more customers. It's um, an additional way to, to share your creativity with the world. Like whatever, and, whatever yours is, you, whether it be, you know, recipes, whether it be jewelry, creating jewelry, creating clothes, Whatever your creative niche is, you can share that on any of these platforms. And Pinterest is another perfect example. Um, and as far as their stock, 
they're actually going to be coming IPOs out with going month. public very soon, right? Yeah, um, it's expected this month. Uh, whether or not we see it this month, you know, TBD, to be determined. TBD, but you know that they, they've been hinting at it for a while, so I, I bet on it. But I bet on it before I bet against it. I put it that way. But time to start get, preparing. Yeah, if you want to get in early and you want to actually, you know, see what it's like to grow with a company, you know, buy a couple of stocks and um and Pinterest and, and see where it takes you because there's no better way than to understand the stock game and own and owning a company than to actually purchase it and track it. And if you can get it from an initial IPO, you know, it can be a low risk investment for you. You don't have to put a ton of money, but great introduction to get in at the ground floor. And we uh, we talked about Spotify, you know, a couple times today. And obviously, giant, absolutely massive, very, very successful music platform for, for artists to be able to share their music, uh, consumers to be able to listen to the music and have it right at their fingertips at all times. So there's just, there's so many, so many different ideas, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Pinterest, Etsy, Spotify, like... All these different ideas have already been established and created, but there's so much left to be created. Like, I can't wait to see what people come up with next. Like, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Like, as technology gets to be more and more advanced and the world gets to be smaller and smaller and smaller, the creative advancements that we experience are going to be, they're not even fathomable right now. Like, if you were to rewind 10, 15, 20 years ago, Literally everything we said right now would sound like science fiction. So I can't wait to see the stuff that people come up with, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. It's going to be absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to give, you know, some special shout-outs to some some hobbies and creative outlets that, that get attention, but you might not think about them. And people put tons of effort into them. And one being like cars and the modifications folks make to their cars. You talking about Pimp My Ride? You know, there's folks out here pimping their rides every single day. And I would say a good 90% I appreciate. Some of them when, you know, they're they're redoing like some super old cars. Like, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to see a first model Ford that got black smoke coming out the back. But do you? Um, but it takes a lot of effort to restore these and, you know, it takes some creative effort to, to understand like, Hey, what concessions can you make to modernize, um, some of these older cars? So definitely shout out to that. And then for our writers, um, I know a lot of people on their bucket list is to write some sort of novel or children's book, you know, this platform is one of my favorites and, um, there's a platform to write a novel in a month. And I know that's pretty ambitious, but, you know, everybody wants that, wants the results. And it's ambitious, but it's got a lot of support behind it. Like, they, oh, tons they of help support. you track your progress. They will literally give you pep talks and support. It connects you with other writers online and in person. Like, it's absolutely possible to do with that much support if you're dedicated and you put your creative juices to use. And this is um this is a website. This is Nano Remo, so N A N O W R I M O dot org. And you know, I I'd have to say I'm someone that would want to write a novel. 
And, you know, I don't know what my... I think time is a constraint now. But, you know, if I sat down and got dedicated, this would definitely be the platform I'd use. Absolutely. And they're, they're international. They're all over the world. Heavy presence in the U.S., but they have people in the rest of North America, South America, Asia, Europe, literally every single continent. New Zealand actually has what looks like to be the most popular, like heavily dense population of people using the site. But like this is something that you, if you ever wanted to sit down and write a book, this is a great resource for you. Fantastic platform for you to help to reach your goals. And yeah, you, to do you it can. in a year... That's a lot of win today stacking up to get that novel done in a year. Well, it's in a month. Oh, it's in a month. That's even yeah. more win todays. That's 30 straight wins. <laughs> That's 30 straight wins. And when you write that novel, you can sell it on Amazon to get some money and buy stock in Amazon with the money that you made. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, exactly. you invest it and get compound interest. And you'll keep being dedicated and you're going to write a best-selling novel series that becomes the next Game of Thrones that you sell to HBO and have people all around the world hang on to your your every pen stroke. Page turners out here. Like yeah, it's, or, I guess it's I should crazy. use Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been another one that worked. Definitely would have worked. But yeah, man, there's just there's so much out there that is left to be done. So I hope that the listeners take this, take this conversation that we've had today, continue the conversation with the people that matter to you, that are in your circle. Keep the conversation going with us. You know, we're always here. We're a platform for you guys to reach out for support. We hope that this weekly podcast is support for you and that you take the things that we're talking about and let it be part of your preparation phase. Let it be part of your incubation. Share with us when you go through the illumination stage. And then definitely share with us when you get to verification and start putting all those creative thoughts into action because we love to hear from you. We love to share your successes because that's what we're here for. We're a platform. We're a community to help everyone win today. No matter what's in your bag, we're here to help you secure it. So let's continue to share, grow, be creative, and make this world a better place together. I think that's, that's a great message to send everybody else out on. I don't even want to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to say something. You got to say, uh, you got to give me what your win today is, man. <laughs> um, my win today definitely goes towards towards health. Um, had a little injury setback. Uh, been working on resting, stretching, and healing it. Uh, so didn't get to meet my 5K goal, but on the road to recovery... And made some major strides this week. And I should be back running uh, within the next week or so. So excited okay. to get back to the grind. Congrats on that. Got to take care of yourself physically. Love to hear that you're taking the steps. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you my win today. My win today is that I booked my trip to Paris. Now, up until last year, I had never left the country left the country for the first time in August of 2018 and now planning on definitely going to Paris in August and you know Will and I talk a little bit about going down to Mexico all-inclusive style you know so gonna go from having zero trips 
outside the United States to three within the past year. So really looking forward to that trip to Paris with uh, with my wonderful girlfriend. Um, and that's my win today. Well, I, I think that's a great win today. And that's going to be a, a win for future you, too, because absolutely got me gave me something to look forward to. Yeah, it's nothing like traveling with people that you care about. And I want to see what my creative process is when I'm over there. See what kind of stuff I'm ready to talk about when we get back. Oh yeah, man! I like go out, get cultured. I know you you might not speak French, but come back speaking French. Have whoa, whoa! whoa. It took five years of French in high school. Okay, so you don't. Speak and I remember, French. I remember about <laughs> five words. <laughs> like, why, why do they even have you take a language in high school? It, it's basically the most pointless thing because everyone just walks around saying "gracias" at Mexican restaurants with a grin on their face. <laughs> like, we're all there. <laughs> yeah, we all did it. We all did it. But yeah, that's that's my win today, my man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and I think we I think we about crush this episode. So I think it's about time to wrap this one up. Yeah, man. So this is a this is a thank you to our listeners, you know. If, if you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast, or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. Jordan hit him with the IG. You know you can follow us on STB podcast on instagram you can get at us on the world wide web at www.securethebagpodcast.com we would love to hear from you we love to interact with the listeners engage in all types of ways so get at us please and thank you please and thank you and um you know i didn't put a lot of thought into this week's special shout out but you know, I, I think the special shout out just goes to the hip hop community this week because, you know, we're still reeling from the loss of Nipsey Hussle. But I, I've just seen so much positivity online about spreading his message mm-hmm. um, and not a lot of gossip. No, nothing. So, you know, I, I, it's just real genuine support. Yeah. Which is I, extremely fitting for uh, for the life that we lost. Yeah. It's, it's a shout out to all the hip hop heads out there. Um, I know we, we lost Mac and now we lost Nipsey. So, you know, it's, it's a tough time, but, you know, being a music fan's hard. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. So what are we going to close it out with today? You know, we, we, we started off with a little bit of Andre 3000 solo. So I, I think it's only right if we, we end on a little bit of, bit of outcast. So, you know, why don't we hit them with some elevators? My man. All right. Elevators by Outcast. Here it is, y'all. Thanks for listening. Peace. Yes, sir, two for the show. A couple of years ago, on Headland and the Low. What's the starter? Something good. Where me and my nigga rode the martyr through the hood. Just trying to find that hookup. Now, every day we looked up at the ceiling. Watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling off instrumental. Had my pencil and plus my paper. We caught the 86 lot on your head at 2 decade writing rhymes. Trying to find our spot off in that light. Light off in that spot. Knowing that we can rock. Doing the hole in the wall club. This shit here must.
stop like freeze we making the crowd yeah. move but we uh, not making no g's and that's a no no a one two, two dope niggas in the cadillac they call us went from plagueis ball to ball putting the up on Pain. the map it's like little rock to banging niggas say motherfuck that plaguing they paying we staying laying vocals locales done made it with them big boys up in this industry outcast yeah them niggas they making big noise over a million souls to this day niggas they take it like they 96 gonna be that year that out y'all plaguers haters can bite me around this bitch Back in the day when I was younger, hunger, looking to fill me belly with that rallies, bullshit, pull shit, off like it was supposed to be pulled, full of the tick I was, stone like them white boys, smoking them white girls before them blunts got crunk, chunky asses, passes getting thrown like Hail Marys, and they looking like Halle Berry, so, so fine, intertwined, but we ain't sipping wine, we just chilling, I'm the rabbit villain, and I'm so high, smoking freely, me lil' B, Rick Moan and Shook, and my little brother James, things changed in the hood where I live at, them rats know, Mama, I want to sing, but mama, I want to trick, trick. And mama, I'm sucking dicks now. We moving on up in the world like elevators. Me and the crew, we pimps like 82. Me and you like tone it, tone it, tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, East Point, and we gone. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on boats. Coming up, slamming can't let go. Got stopped at the mall the other day. Heard a call from the other way that I just came from. Some nigga was saying something. Talking about hey, smoke some. You remember me from school? No, not really, but he kept smiling like a clown. Facial expression looking silly, and he kept asking me, what kind of car you drive? I know you paid. I know y'all got boo with holes from all them songs that y'all done made. And I replied that I've been going through the same thing that he has. True, I got more fans than the average man, but not enough loot to last me. To the end of the week, I live by the beat like you live check to check. If you don't move your feet, then I don't eat, so we like neck to neck. Yes, we done come a long way like them slim ass cigarettes from Virginia. This ain't gonna stop, so we just gonna continue. Continue. <laughs> you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on boats. Coming up, slamming Cadillac doors. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on boats. Coming up, slamming Cadillac doors. Me and you. <laughs> Yo mama and your cousin too Rolling down the strip on the boat Coming up slamming Cadillac doors